Thanks for downloading this episode of Updating E-Commerce, a podcast where I talk to leaders and solution providers in e-commerce about current trends, innovation, and news in the industry. I'm Dylan Gray, a founder of Boon, a startup combining state-of-the-art AI with psychology research to deliver a new, engaging shopping experience, personalized product recommendations, and data-driven insights. Today, I'm joined by Neil Park. Neil has had a fascinating career. In the year 2000, he launched his own e-commerce website, GearZone, and took the idea from inception to over three million pounds in revenue. At the same time, Neil was using his expertise to transform outdoor equipment retailer, VentureSport, into a premier destination for outdoor clothing and equipment. Neil joined Gerald, the 250-year-old independent department store in 2009, and is now head of e-commerce. Neil, that is quite a journey, and I'm excited to hear more about it. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Dylan. Can you tell me a bit about the highs and lows of your journey, getting to where you are now? Are you are there any significant things you would have done differently or lessons that you've learned? I've learned a lot of lessons. Um, so I came to Norwich in 99 um, to run an outdoor retailer called uh, VentureSport which had been around for many years and owned by a uh, lady who's retiring. And not long after we got introduced to a, a guy, he said, oh, we should we should build a website for you. We can do um, uh, around travel and things like that. And we did. And that actually merged uh, or evolved into a website called GearZone. Uh, and it was proper dot-com bubble stuff. I mean, we we didn't have the right technology really we ran on a platform called eShop which literally printed or or published every page as a separate html page it took a day to upload the site each time we um it was quite bloated uh very manual you know things like card processing weren't particularly integrated uh but we had a lot of fun (laughs) and we we sold a lot of stuff uh and we were obviously all all young boys and girls doing it uh but we we learned a hard lesson which is um turnover is vanity and profit is sanity so i think yeah i i learned a hell of a lot on that website and uh i think ultimately um it uh we had a lot of challenges and i i think what i learned is a lot of mistakes that i i don't do again yeah department stores like gerald have a wonderful opportunity with offering such a diverse range of product categories in one store. There's obviously also many challenges that come with that. For instance, how do you go about promoting cross-selling to avoid overwhelming users with options or alienating those who are only interested in one category? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Because typically uh, some of our customers come in through the homepage some of them are just browsing and maybe pre-visit research. Uh, and other ones come in sideways through search or affiliates or social. Uh, so when people tend to know what they're after, we allow them to shop sideways across the site, whether that's across category, across brand. But what we don't want to do is distract them too much. So we've tried variety of different recommendations over the years in different places we tried recently viewed 
you might also like. And actually, some of our suppliers, Dylan, they, they don't like us cross-promoting other brands or other departments. So we've had to refine that over time so that cosmetics, for instance, they, they will only want to see their brand in uh, side by side. Mm, interesting. So we have refined it. Uh, but actually, what we've learned is to keep it simple. The bottom of the product page uh, still works yeah. the best. It, it, we, we've, we've tried hiding bits in on uh, product listing pages and in category. Category pages don't work nearly as well. But actually, keep it really simple. An e-commerce site should be there to, to sell things and be e-commerce and make sure that those recommendations aren't distracting. Uh, but are helpful and you and you do see a higher AOV and a higher conversion rate through the convert through the recommendations when they're clicked. Interesting. So I I take it then cross cross selling is not it's not as important as one might think. Uh, no, I think it is important, but a lot of people are on a mission. You know, they they know they want a pair of trainers. Can you upsell them to some socks? possibly can you sell them to another pair of trainers possibly uh but if you're not browsing um and and you and i have talked about gifting and and that sort of browsing but if you're mission shopping then you are you know coming in a, a longer tail uh i think in terms of an opportunity i think bundling could be an opportunity for us and to get that right amazon do uh incredibly well on you buy a kindle and you're like a case and a screen protector or here's a toy, do you need the batteries? Actually, I think that's where the real opportunity is because you are making assumptions that are based hopefully on data and fact and upselling rather than particularly cross-selling. Mm. Interesting. What do you think the greatest challenge is facing e-commerce now and in the next five years? I think... Our greatest challenge is, is finding a USP, finding what where we are different. Uh, Amazon are Amazon and they can do lots of things really well, but what they can't do particularly well is uh, fashion and inspiring and it's being filled up with dropship stuff from China and it's Amazon's very good at uh, delivering quick and making a very seamless checkout. What it isn't great is what our mission statement is as a, a business, which is to inspire and delight through brilliant curation and outstanding experience. You do get a good experience on Amazon and ASOS and people like that, but what they don't do is curation. Uh, I was on John uh, House of Fraser the other day and I was looking at suits and there were 600 navy blue suits in a 40 inch chest. <laughs> or something you know something like that and i was like crikey how am i going to choose through that i mean they all look like blue seats to me and even when i put some price filters on i still ended up in you know almost triple digits so i think to be able to get people people are busy and they're time poor and to be able to filter down and help make those decisions is is really important especially when a lot of people uh, know what they want um, and 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 have an i have an idea. Uh, so I think there's, you know, a big challenge there. I think the other challenge is 
when you sell branded goods like we do, your biggest competitor is now your supplier. And how do we compete against our suppliers when they've got more um, more margin to play with? And I think that's and they they do tend to have a very close relationship with their clients as well. And people like Nike and Adidas, are, are in particular in in sports, are, are working very hard on that direct to consumer. So I think there's you know there are plenty of challenges still out there. Um, but equally, there, there's lots of opportunities as well. Sure. Do, do you think that identifying a USP will solve both of those problems? Sort of, sort of set you set you apart from Amazon, but also help you help you stay ahead of your competition in your suppliers. I I, I think if you've got a clear vision and a clear strategy. Um, you, you can hang everything off of it. Every decision you make can run off of that decision and strategy. Um, I mean, culture is very important. If you've got the right culture in your business, then what you can do is you can implement that strategy. If you haven't got uh, the right people and the right culture and the right leadership team, then the strategy is useless. But once you've got a strategy and you say, right, this is what we can be good at. This is what we can be the best at. This is what we can be world-class at. It, it helps with all those other decision making, whether it's what technologies you hire, what people you get in, uh, or even what your design looks like. So having a having a uh, a flag and saying this is what we're going to do. I mean, Audi have done it brilliantly in Lidl's. You know, we are going to curate a range of low price, high value. We're going to make it a speedy uh, service proposition. We're going to have good multi-skilled colleagues and and that's what they do they don't muck around with putting a range of uh five ten thousand beers they've got a range of two thousand products in the whole store and they just excel at that and 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 it really makes a difference just be know what you're going to be good at and be good at it mm. do you think that the focus has to be on customer experience or not on user experience to, to compete with the likes of Amazon? I don't think you comp- I don't think you should compete with Amazon. Amazon is is a beast on its own. It's like saying I'm gonna compete with Google and do a search engine. It's <laughs> um what Google is uh, what Amazon is good at, sorry, is that they're good at they're good at making people have a habit of using Amazon. Yeah. And and once you've got that habit and lockdown's been phenomenal for them because like my my parents are now spending money on Amazon where they would have normally nipped to the shop and picked something up and they're and they're going, Well, it's just easy. I can send it I've got your address set up, I've got your brother's address set up, bang, it's out it goes. And uh what Amazon can't do is brand, it can't do culture, it probably can't do, you know, I'll be I'll be controversial, but it can't be ethically um minded in in the world that it's in now i don't think it'll ever be able to do fashion mm. it would be really interesting to see how they do with food yeah. uh so i don't think you can take on our you have to look e-commerce is about marginal gains dylan you there's no silver bullet which is going to say right tomorrow i'm going to double my turnover I, I just think it's all about marginal gains 
and conversion rate is a great example of that. So you can only benchmark against yourself. I don't know. The Ferrari website has probably got a conversion rate of 0.001%. Well, if they got to 0.002%, they would have doubled their conversion rate and they'll be really happy. So if my conversion rate is, you know, if, if I read an, a blog post, it says e-commerce conversion rates are 3% and I'm at half of that, I shouldn't be disheartened. I might never get to double that. But if I can improve it from one and a half to one and three quarters of a percent, then I, I, I've had a successful time. So I think it's about benchmarking against yourself and not trying to be the next Amazon or, you know, it, for us as a department store, I'm not going to be the next John Lewis. Sure. It's just not going to happen. But we could um, be successful in our own world and in our own benchmarks and, be constantly improving. What have you seen in e-commerce recently that has most impressed you? Um, well, the, you know, the buzzwords around AI and machine learning and things like that. I think actually the, the one thing that we've used recently, which has um, impressed me, is the using Google's target ROAS for their AdWords. And I know it's black box and I know that it's Google are doing it to make more money for themselves. But actually we've, we've tried a lot of bid management tools now and uh, the Google one is really good. And what it's meant is that we can bring our Google marketing expertise in house. We have a guy who helps us and coaches us and We've seen really good success on that without spending out huge amounts on agency fees mm. and and upskilled our team as well. So that's that's been the thing which has changed, helped us the most um, is Google's uh, smart bidding. Interesting. Well, thank you very much for joining me, Neil. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on. was Neil Park, the head of e-commerce at Norwich department store Gerald, telling us all about his journey in the world of retail and what he's focusing his efforts on going forward. I'm Dylan Gray, a founder of Boone, a startup that uses psychology and AI to help shoppers discover great products using intelligent shopping assistance. Be sure to subscribe to catch our future episodes of updating e-commerce. Until next time, thanks for listening.